Welcome to the Kinky Cast, a sexually explicit podcast for adults. You are listening to a weekly publication, produced every Friday morning. The Kinky Cast is heard in over 150 countries. This is our weekly exploration in the kinky world of BDSM and alternative relationships. Today, we present episode 312. Lou Rubens, Carmen, and Robert, on, Lutube. Don't forget to stop by our webpage, for information about this show and others. KinkyCast.com, here's your host, Woody. Thanks Max and welcome to another edition of the Kinky Cast. On the line with me is a bunch of people from lovely North Carolina? North Carolina. Carmen and Robert are in one location. And Lou Rubens is in another. So, Carmen, what's going on? Uh, Woody, we are currently launching LouTube with uh, Lou Rubens. We've got a YouTube channel with all of his amazing tutorials and demos and products. And, Robert, you're doing a bunch of video for this? Yeah, I'm, I'm the co-creator and uh, producer. So, we in the last... Uh, in about the last year, we, we have filmed 75 uh, instructional segments to launch the, the web series with. So we, we have stockpiled a lot of content, and it's been a, it's been a lot of work. <laughs> and uh, the star of the show is right here with us. Hey, Lou, how are you? Hi, Woody. I'm doing pretty good. How about you? You're a star now. It's you know you've always been a, a star live and uh, doing presentations. Now that we can watch you on YouTube. Yeah, star. Hey, have we talked before, Woody? You've been on one of my episodes. See, I told you guys. I told <laughs> you guys. I thought so. Mm-hmm. I have such a horrible memory, especially for names, but there's not a lot of Woodies out there. And I thought I'd done this. How long ago was that? Uh, it was quite a ways back. I-, I will look it up as we go here. and then. Uh... Well, that's rare. I hardly ever turn the tables on an interviewer. <laughs> You know, uh, if I was a, a, a good uh, interviewer, I would have known this. But, uh, <laughs> but tell us uh, about LouTube. How do we uh, watch LouTube? Well, you go to uh, YouTube and it's... It's YouTube.com yeah. backslash LouTube Bondage. Okay. So you can read it. If you go you to YouTube... doing this long enough for the just LouTube search, it comes up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you go to Lou Two Bondage on YouTube, it pops right up too. And Lou is spelled L-E-W. Yes. Lou, you were on the Kinky Cast October fourteenth, two thousand sixteen, episode one hundred and forty-one. So oh, that, wow! We're on uh, in the plus three hundreds now. I'll be darned. Let's see. Where was I in sixteen? Oh, I think I was here still. Yes, yeah, you were. I think you was just got there. Or? Yeah, that's good. That's very possible. Right. Welcome back to uh, the cast. And Carmen, you've been uh, famous on the cast also. <laughs> See, now, now you're going to make me look your episode up. <laughs> it was uh, 2019. I think you aired it in February with the uh, Beatenberry. Yes, that was episode 263. It was 2018. Oh, but, time uh, flies. Time flies <laughs> when you're uh, being uh, buried and beaten. That really caught my eye. And Rob, uh, you shot uh, some of the pictures of that too, or were you the beater? I, I was the barrier. You were the barrier. So I, I buried her and, uh, and, and Chuck beat her. 
I, I stepped in to, to uh, yeah, keep her, keep her alive. Yeah, that was a, a pretty intense thing. Uh, Lou, you have some uh, really artistic rope, and uh, there's one that I remember. Was it a monofilament, the one up in the attic that looked like a big spider web? Ah, uh, that one, that one was string. String. But, yeah. but the, the attic one that, that my, uh, bless his heart, uh, deceased now friend made in his attic was one of the most incredible things that uh, we've ever done. And I can barely take any credit for that one. Uh, I, I pointed everybody the right direction and Dean images by William, the, the mind for creating the design for that and, and the way he lit it and everything guys, it's, it is definitely one of our favorite pictures. That that one uh, caught my eye, but a lot of your rope work is it's unique in its uh, complexity and and really high design work. When I first started all this stuff, I didn't even like understand that some of the people were calling it art. I thought, you know, I I just tie up girls because it turns me on. But they kept pointing this artistic thing and that thing art artistic thing at me, and pretty soon I started seeing lines, and now I am haunted by lines. I love creating. I've never had a creative art outlet in my life, and I, and it's my favorite thing to do. But uh, lines haunt me in my sleep now. That that's a, a pretty cool thing to be. But you've haunted many other people in their sleep, I'm sure. Also, <laughs> they call it Lou Bari, the other Bari. The other Bari. Uh, yeah. The other Bari. Absolutely. I'm really lucky to be in a world where my evil mind goes to good use, and I'm even encouraged sometimes. <laughs> you've done a lot of tours and road shows and things like that. Uh, I remember when you came through Nashville here, we all crowded in to a, a little place over by the lake here. And uh, it was just wall to wall people watching you work. It's amazing. Nashville was so fun. Everybody there was just so in to my visit. And I, and I, and I just had a wonderful time out there. Now you used to be on the West coast, right? I did. Uh, most of my life I've been on the West coast. Yes. What city? I, I started out in Tacoma, Washington. I, and I found the BDSM scene in Tacoma and Seattle area first and spent most of my uh, adult life out in that area. And then you became bi-coastal. Uh... Yeah, I started moving a little bit and then couldn't seem to stop it. <laughs> the visit in the Bay Area was, was a, a really interesting three years where I learned lots, but it was too many people for this country boy. So I had to get out of there. And uh, I, I went down to Florida for several years and uh, really just uh, fell in love with uh, so many people and uh, the other coast too. Certainly down in Florida, around the Orlando area, there's a lot of rope activity down there. And that, that probably caught my eye more than a lot of places. It was really interesting watching that place grow. It was really with the advent of FetishCon down there, that uh, and any anywhere sunny has lots of models, of course, but uh, they just came out of the woodwork once we started moving more producers down there, which brought more models, which brought more producers, and it became the other coast uh, megalithic place for bondage. But it was too hot for me down there. This out this country where I couldn't be outdoors and do my camping and all that kind of stuff. So uh, when I left there the first time to go take care of my mom in her last days. And I, I knew if I came back, I, I wanted to be close to Florida, but not too close. A good, safe distance. Yeah. Yes. The Kinky Cast did a tour through uh, Florida and the Carolinas um, in um, last summer. 
And I can certainly underline what hot is. Uh, that was really crazy. But you also did a tour this last year of Spain, right? I did some time in Germany and Spain this this last summer, but it, but it was a really uh, mild uh, temperatures for, for, for that time. So that was a really nice trip. Yeah, Spain can get pretty hot too. You're, you're lucky that you got temperate there. But that uh, I, I know that I would rather be baked alive than boiled alive. If I got to suffer, I'd rather suffer with the dry heat than that, that moist stuff. Welcome to Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh-huh. But North Carolina here is perfect. It's as pretty as Washington, where I'm from. It has four distinct seasons. Summer's a little hot, but I can camp all three of the other seasons. You're out in the trees or out in the Carolina pines and uh, tying people up to them. Every chance. <laughs> yes. We were just camping this last weekend, the three of us. And tying up too? Yeah, yeah. we did some rope. <laughs> By the bonfire, right before it started downpouring rain. Uh, recently on one of our casts, we were talking about doing bondage and things in public space, you know, and, and forest, public forest and that sort of stuff. There's always a certain risk if you're not displaying an excessive amount of skin to the point where it's indecent. People really can't say too much about bondage unless you're endangering somebody. We've got a great story. Bring it on. We were actually doing some photo shoots. Uh, Lou was there. A couple of our friends were there um, in some Army, military, police protected areas. And we got charged by the MPs. The military police showed up. I'm topless. Uh, the other girl just barely got out of the tree being suspended and like kungaling is happening. So like literally if they showed up five minutes prior, it would have been a completely different story. So everybody just pauses and nobody wants to talk to the military police. And they're like trying to escort us out of this area. And there were no signs posted anywhere, no trespassing on that side of the road. Now on the other side of the road, there was plenty of signs. So we're marching out and Robert's like, oh yeah, we're, um, what, what did you say? We're making a student film. <laughs> <laughs> so they pull us to the car Lou had his whips and toys with him and Lou wasn't even going to go with us like we just grabbed him last minute like hey come jump in the car with us Lou and uh, our bunch of friends they started going through all of our bags um, they went through Robert's car and uh, the guy pulled out my bag and he goes well what's in this bag miss and I was like that's my gas mask <laughs> why do you have a gas mask? And I was like, it's for the post-apocalyptic scene. So the next bag he pulls out, he goes, ma'am, what's in this bag? I'm like, that's my first aid kit. <laughs> Can't be too prepared. We're all safety oriented. So the guy's like, Lou, what's in your bag? And Lou's like, so I do whip performance artistry. <laughs> okay. How did that they go? They let over? us off. Okay. With a warning. We got off with warnings. Even with all of our, I had a pocket knife. There was all types of yeah, craziness. We had, all, we had uh, all sorts of fun things with us. I call that particular event the third strike I'm out. I'm not this brave guy who goes out and pushing my luck and letting <laughs> anybody try to catch me and just 
blowing them off because they I have rights as an American citizen. No, it's a totally opposite. I'm the biggest introvert that there is, <laughs> and I can't stand to get caught. I can't stand to do anything where I'm even under any pressure of anybody coming from miles around. And I said this would never happen to me again after a arrest in Budapest, which is a story on my fet life, and the Mount Diablo caper which is a story on my fat life. Those are the first two strikes. These guys gave me the third one. If I see a trespassing sign anywhere within miles of us again, I'm never going into the woods again. <laughs> Unless the other small gags and high heels. <laughs> well, never oh, okay, me, right? so he can be bribed. Okay. We've, uh... <laughs> I'm always afraid I'm going to miss something. With the day before that scene, we were we were in the same um, area doing doing Carmen's barbed wire suspension. Um, so just imagine if they would have caught us then. <laughs> okay, that would have been interesting. It's, it's the bright side. If I'm still here and not behind prison bars, then I guess there's. <laughs> so you need to go to places that are consensual private property. People <laughs> that want kinksters to be there. That's where I spend most of my time, yes. We look for places like that. Then to be outdoors, that's great fun at that point when there's no pressure. It's one of the things that set me apart from the very beginning because one of the when I was first starting my early website, Bound and Determined, we moved into this very rural up in the foothills of the Cascade Mountains and a trailer in the middle of nowhere, and it was surrounded by so many amazing things. All the classic pictures you see from those days are all a 10 to 15 minute walk from that place. And it was a pretty amazing thing to start off the career with. Yeah. I've seen those pictures. They are gorgeous back then. Wow. And Lou, how long have you been doing rope bondage? I guess if you consider uh, my professional world and finding the scene, that was all in uh, late winter of 2001 or so when I went to my first munch and discovered everything and everybody. But uh, officially, bondage started for me from my earliest conscious memories. And I never knew why or what, but I had a, a, a fascination with it from the earliest. I, I, I have a, I, I'm a very ADD, bounce around, forget things, kind of no short-term memory, no long-term, except I'm almost like the bondage rain man, though, when it comes to bondage stuff, because I remember everything that, in detail of uh, my, I tied up my first little girl. I was four, she was four. And I don't even know why I wanted to tie her up, but I found a little piece of clothesline and we played a little game. I still remember what she was wearing to this day. The uh, TV shows and series that ever had like bondage, uh, Lois Lane getting tied up uh, and, and uh, little bondage scenes on all the little shows growing up. I remembered everything. And I just always had a fascination. Uh, you know, True perversion. It's wonderful. Some of us go a little deeper and, and we make light and there's lots of jokes on it, but it, it, it's tricky in certain places when you're coming up in a society that uh, really doesn't understand very much about it. Yeah, it, it's really true. And uh, here in a recent cast, we were talking about the the blue laws that are still out there and, and just crossing back and forth across. It's a minefield. If you put a finger in a mouth, you're doing penetration, all these crazy things. And it doesn't even make sense. But that's the society we live in. And finding a consensual private property is a good thing. How did you guys all get together? <laughs> they did an amazing thing. I've always 
known that I need to be business partners. I've been searching for business partners my entire career because I've never been good at business. Uh, I just barely survive and always have. So I, I've, I've done all kinds of searching and just couldn't find the good business partners. And Carmen uh, ran into Rob and they just like took their time. Uh, Carmen was already a good friend and they didn't even say anything about possible business things for like a year. And then we, we just all got to know each other as friends. It was easy for them to see where I needed help because all my friends do after a while. And when they started proposing this stuff, I'm going, oh, my God, did I finally find the business partners I was waiting for? Yeah. Yeah, I think I did. You sure did, Lou. I um, I messaged Lou because he said he was looking for models. And so I was like, oh, I like rope. <laughs> you can tie me up. Sure. Yeah, we started quite a few years ago hanging out together and just. Literally hanging out together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Robert and I met off of that. And here we all are. Let's talk about LouTube for a minute. So is this broken up into less, you call them lessons or episodes or what are they? Yeah, they're, they're, they're segments and they're, they're instructional. Um, so we take you, you know, from the very basics all the way up. Uh, and it's not just rope. We get into, we get into other types of bondage, leather, um, saran wrap tape. So, you know, we're just, we're not limited to, to rope episodes uh, or webisodes or segments, whatever you want to call them, they, they range between, you know, three and five minutes. Uh, we have an entire safety series, a nine-part safety series on the site right now. And, and, and we're consistently posting every week. Right now, we have about 25 segments online and just going to keep posting. Yeah. Things that we have planned that are amazing too. Is it okay to mention some of those, you guys? Yeah. Sure. Uh, I, there's a lot of different ties that I do. And one of the things that I haven't taken advantage of is I have some pat ties that I would love to get out to the public. If you've crossed my path or I teach them or I'm teaching this at a specific event, but there's people all over the country and all over the world that would love to know how to do these different ties that are interesting, the self-puppeteering, tree fairies, ones like that. And we have plans to make full teaching videos of all of those. Fantastic. That's a great resource. Yeah. We also do his uh, products because he has some very amazing products that like not a lot of people know about the stocks in the box or the FTP. So, I mean, it's not just LouTube is in, this is how you tie a knot. I mean, it's, it's going to house a lot of different things for everybody. I always talk about how much I like to create. Well, creating is something that isn't reserved just to uh, pictures. There's so many different products in my head and in my ideas files that I want to try to get out. And while I'm never short on ideas, I'm short on how to get them out of my head and get proper help for them. So that's all starting to come. And we've got some pretty amazing things that I can't even talk about. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. How do you uh, sell your, um, your products? Uh, do you have a website? Oh, yes. So, see, this is me being bad businessman of me. And so I have a store. It's called the Lubari Store. And uh, that, that's where all my products are. And right now we're also using it to sell tickets to Lubari Weekends, which are the weekend intensives that I throw in different places. I just uh, signed one up for April in Bellingham, Washington, north of Seattle. So I get to go back home for a little while. Cool. So I imagine on uh, Lubari.com there's links to the YouTube channel. YouTube channel. We have links of everything to go all the places, right guys? Yes. There we go. 
And so that is a central way to find out what's going on in your life is go to lubari.com and spell that for us. It's the Lutube one, right, guys? That's what we're pointing everything to? Or are we pointing to the com? The Lubari store is going to be on the, all the URLs are going to be on the Lutube. All my uh, lurubens.com, all my other URLs will be on the Lutube page. It's the easiest way to find all my stuff. So it goes back and forth. If you're on, on the Lubari, you can go to YouTube, the Lutube, and, and vice versa. Very yeah. good. Those links will be on the show page. And so if anybody wants a, a quick way to get there through kinkycast.com, click on uh, Lou's beautiful artwork. That's a hint to send me a picture, by the way. <laughs> and, and we will put that in the uh, graphic. Pick your favorite, Woody. <sighs> yeah, I, I got a lot of them, so... Oh, let me know. We'll we'll pick one. Is there a picture of of the three of you somewhere? Hmm. Just got to be. Hmm. I I picked some while we've been camping, but we We need some team pictures. Well, being that we have a while on this show, it's not going to go out until next year. Create a trio shot for me that I can use. Absolutely. And, And if you can do it in a triangle kind of thing. Uh, uh-huh. that, that way it fits in the circle better. Okay. Ooh, not bad. Yeah. You know, that, that way you can put your artistic view to that. I like it. So Carmen tied up what? Uh-huh. <laughs> Carmen uh-huh. tied up what? Uh-huh. <laughs> Carmen, she, she likes to get tied up all the time. Uh-huh. But, I get tight, right, Lou? <laughs> she's getting tied up in business right now. <laughs> One of the things about keeping the kinky cast going with a fresh episode every week. It, it is certainly a time killer. And if you're feeding a, a video site, I can imagine the number of hours that you're, you're shooting and editing and, and posting and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it is a monster at times. You, um, it's, it's nice to have a company in misery, Woody. Uh, yes, it's a, a weekly thing is a very tricky thing. Uh, all the websites, and then you put Lutube on top of that. We're doing that uh, weekly as well, and then my bondage websites are going up weekly. So yes, it's it's a it's a constant pressure, isn't it? And then you get to travel and uh, do things, and it takes you out of the uh, the business side for a little bit when you're on the road. So. I the more I tr- try to travel less, it seems like the more I end up having to travel. I just, uh, it gets old after a while. When we were in Florida this summer, I had to post from on the road uh, because it, it was time to feed the monster. Mm-hmm. And disasters <laughs> happened. Oh, oh no. And, and I was able to repair it when I got back to the studio, but uh, boy, it is not fun to try to do that. It's one of the reasons there's no place like home. <laughs> Yeah. Even more in our case, you have control of so many things at home that you don't out of it. Absolutely. Yeah. You let on a little bit on, uh, you have some new things coming up. What are the big things coming up later this year for you? Later this year, uh, I, I'm doing less and less major events and doing more and more of my own things. So I'm in negotiations about throwing my mo- own I- events in different places, different kinds of events. Uh, nothing real firm on any of that yet. I'm leaving the calendar open for those, though. Lubari weekends are about the only thing I'm actively pursuing uh, because they pay well and uh, let me do some other things. 
but uh, no major events are happening right now. And that is due to the particular state that our scene is in right now. And that might be a whole nother episode for another time, but there's things happening out there that are affecting all of us major presenters. Uh, let on a little bit to what that is. I'm going to tease at the edges of it and try not to get riled myself. Okay. This stuff was going on for a while where FetLife kind of became a judge, jury, and executioner in a lot of decision-making processes that it had no business uh, being a part of. And what turned into the Me Too movement was happening in our world at the same time as the other world. And while it's a good thing that us terrible males are not getting away with as much as we used to, uh, when a major change happens in, in this world or country, uh, we kind of get go over the top with it, and a lot of innocent people go down as well. And I had a near brush with that stuff, having never done anything that anybody can even consider anything wrong in any way before. So I think when you sign up as a presenter for someone else's event, you are now almost in their power because management reserves the right. So I'm not putting myself in someone else's hands anymore. Interesting. And that's probably where I'm going to leave this for now. I barely kept from getting riled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we did want to mention, yeah, and this year. Well, we're, we're launching a, a crowdfunding campaign to support a documentary project about Lou. So it's something that we've been working on for a year plus now as well. I don't know how Rob feels about this, but uh, uh, he's he's sitting there in the background like he's a background person, but Rob is not. Rob has more skills in his world, I think, than I do in mine. And I would really like to toot his own horn, his horn, if he can't do it for him. Can I do a little bit of that? Would you mind? Toot away. I get a feeling I'm not going to be able to stop you, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple documentaries, Woody, that you need to look at. You need to look at the Fort Fisher Hermit, and you need to look at Replanet with Jock Brandis. These are two documentaries that Rob did that are just unbelievably incredible documentaries. He's a high-end filmmaker that just has skills out the wazoo, and I'm so excited to be working with him on video projects and stuff like this because of his skills in that department. Well, those links will be on the show page so that uh, we can check it out. He's but, not really ready to like out yeah. his professional life yeah. and his kink life I mean, yet. We can, we can talk about, uh, you know, my background is, as a filmmaker. Um, I would rather not put out those specific links. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I don't mind the indirect reference to, to what I do, but... Uh, you know, those two specific links we can, yeah. So just look at them yourself, Woody, and we'll, we'll do it the other way. Okay. <laughs> but yes, I have a background. I've worked in television and film for about 20 years. I've worked with uh, mainstream networks and broadcasters. I'm able to, to bring some of these experiences into the kinky world to, to you know, cr create a, a, an element of production value. And that is so important because you don't find it a lot nowadays. Yes. It's, it's definitely a lost art. I call myself a bondage guy who's just faking all the rest of it. And uh, Rob's going to up that level a little bit. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, well, I'm a film guy faking all the rest of it. Lou, you have a thing to do. Robert has a thing to do. Carmen has a thing to do. And you put it together and you get a whole thing. Exactly. Exactly why I've needed help for so long. We've got the right people that have strengths in the right places to fill all the blanks for a really strong team. And that's a wonderful thing. And so, you know, on that note, uh, listeners, check out Lou Rubens, Lubari.com. Check out LouTube on YouTube. There is so much knowledge about rope and the artistic side of it, which is what really gives me a thrill. Thanks so much, Woody. I love creating and it makes me feel so good when others like some of the things that I do. Absolutely. Yeah. Just, just looking through the photos on your FET page or other places blows me away. Carmen and I are also talking about a coffee table book. Okay. Well, and that sounds very good because to get really high quality photos, you know, off the computer and onto a book that you can really look at and see the detail, the, the intricacy of the rope and the knots and all that. You know, when we all come into this scene and at first everybody goes, you know, you need to journal your way through it. And I really wished I had journaled from the beginning. I'd have incredible numbers of amazing stories, but my pictures are my journal and behind every big picture you see of mine, there's an interesting story. And that's what I want my coffee table book to stand out with is each of those amazing pictures that I love are going to have a story behind them that makes it even more deeper. A visual storyteller. Yes. I've become that. No one would expect it from this introvert who tried to get out of every speech class in high school that he could. (laughs) Well, I I think uh, life has taken you and guided you down a certain road. Becoming who maybe I was supposed to be. I don't know. I want to thank the gang behind uh, LouTube and Lubari.com. You know, this is a really great project that you guys are doing. And let's see what happens here. I, I encourage my listeners to check it out. Thanks, Thanks, Woody. Woody. It's always nice talking to you. We'll talk to you soon. You have been listening to episode 312 of the Kinky Cast. For more information about this show, go to kinkycast.com. Views expressed are not representative of the management of the Kinky Cast. We welcome guests with opposing viewpoints. The Kinky Cast is a production of Rooster in the Round. On behalf of all our Kinky crew, I'm Max. Join us next week when we present the Kinky Cast 6 Year Anniversary Show with Nookie Notes. <laughs>